Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Maker That Money here live on the YouTubes. Uh, we are here every Friday, most Friday mornings, pretty much every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, I am your host, Pooch of Repcord, uh, and with me, as always, King of the Empire of Sticky, Mr. Andrew Mayhall. Good morning, Andrew. How was your week? Oh, good morning. Uh, it's uh, It has been quite the busy week. How about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> same, same. We say it yeah. every time. I can't believe another week's gone by. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> but they just fly by. I mean, like we said, we just uh, here we are accelerating uh, to our yep. death. <laughs> well, yeah, I was, I was, I texted you last night. I was like, I can't believe it's already Friday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, so we it's... should, we should plan. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Thursday night. We should probably plan on something. <laughs> Greetings maker Viking. How are you today? Good to see you. Everybody joining us in the chat, uh, feeding us stuff. Uh, we will get, uh, into what we're going to talk about this week in just a moment, but first a little, little housekeeping, little call to action. Uh, if you're listening back after the fact on the podcast, uh, we are uh, on all the major pad podcasting platforms because we're, we're that big, right, Andrew? Oh, yeah. yeah we're, we're huge. huge. We're huge. <laughs> we're, we're kind of a big deal. Uh, and uh, we also stream, like I said, live every 9 a.m. Uh, Friday, every Friday at 9 a.m. On, on the YouTube. So if you want to be part of the conversation, uh, you can join us in the chat, feed us questions, all that stuff. We also have our uh, Maker That Money hotline. If you are brave enough to call in and uh, hit us with a question or a comment, uh, you are more than welcome to do so. We have the technology. Repcord.com slash MTM hotline for that. Operators are standing by. Uh, to take your call, so we always we always love having that conversation, uh, and then obviously we got to tell people if if you're new, welcome. This is Maker yeah. That Money, where two makers who have tried or are trying to make a go at making a living out of this. We call it uh, turning our hobby into our jobby here. So <laughs> I own a small uh, 3D printing, or l let's call it a uh, a filament furniture. Um, filament furniture fil filament furniture company and uh, look at look at me i made the mistake of not silence everybody please silence your cell phones right now uh <laughs> i don't know i i normally am pretty good about that but i i did not this time so apologies for that whoopsies uh and andrew also uh 3d gloop uh we, yeah give, give us the elevator pitch on on 3d gloop what is oh that? well we make adhesives uh specialty adhesives for 3d printing and additive manufacturing in general <laughs> there you go there you go well uh this week uh let's let's get into some wins before we start complaining about stuff the way we always do so we we love to share our wins if you're in the chat if you're with us if you've got something you're proud of something you're happy about please let us know we are positive people here and we like to focus on the win so i know yes. there's been a lot that you've learned this week but certainly oh, yes. there's been a win as a result of it and it can be small yeah, can yeah. Be big. what do you got andrew well you know we're um uh, we're we're moving forward full steam ahead and preparing for the East Coast Rep Rap Festival, um, making some good strides. Uh, we have uh, looks like some of our prototype uh, retail packaging coming in, hopefully this weekend. So finally, <laughs> now that's a that's making... a big deal. You've been talking about that for quite some time, man, and I'm excited yes. for it. I've seen I've yes. seen what you've been working on and. 
uh, a lot of people I don't I don't think really appreciate how much work goes into you know packaging and presentation oh. and all the all this stuff. I mean, just so it's much. such a process. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I hopefully will be sharing some pictures on Twitter by this weekend. Um, you know, of, of how things are progressing. <laughs> good, good plug for Twitter too. We're both very big uh, Twitter yep. fanatics. Uh, some of us more than others, but our handles are down <laughs> below. So that's how we kind of communicate with the world with a lot of the stuff that we're doing. If you're, uh, interested in following us, uh, I'm at Repcord and, uh, Andrew's at 3D mm-hmm. Loop. So Twitter is a fantastic place to, to do that. Um, that's great, man. I'm really excited for you. I know you've been working really hard at it, uh, and, uh, had your, you know, stumbles and falls along the way. But oh gosh. You're, you're, <laughs> you're getting it done. And, uh, that's, that's really, uh, really what's, what's important, you know, finding mm-hmm. a way forward. Uh, for us, I would say just like, like I said, more incremental, like the story of, of maker entrepreneurial life is, you know, the two steps forward, one step back mm-hmm. on, you know, we're we're refining uh, a lot of our production process to make life easier for us uh, and and to hopefully be able to, you know, scale better and optimize costs and stuff like that. And it's always a challenge in this day and age, given the, um, you know, ongoing battle with vendors and and suppliers and getting materials, getting raw materials and all that stuff, too. So. You know, finding some redundancies always feels good. Um, negotiating better pricing on stuff always feels good. So, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's like I said, little – I wouldn't say no one big win that I would focus on, but just feeling like I'm a, in a better place than I was last week. And well, I think great. that's I think that's all we can ask for, uh, yep. you know. In, in some some regards, we 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 won't talk about the the places where we're not in as good of a place as last week. Thankfully, that's not as 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 uh, as big of a thing. But uh, greetings, three D Musketeers and Mike. Never let the machine win. Never let the machines win because there's more more than yeah. one of them. Uh, good to see you guys uh, in the chat. Uh, thank you for sharing. Uh, stuff. Let's see. Maker Viking has. Oh, he's been working on re- releasing a new printer. I don't know if you've seen this. I've been following him on Twitter. Uh, the okay. The, f- the fin. I- I'm not going to pronounce it right. The Fenrir. <laughs> Fenrir. <laughs> not good. Uh, but a new Core XY uh, 3D printer that that he's been working on uh, looked like a lot of color options, which was cool too. Uh, okay. So that, was, that was neat. I'm glad to see that you're you're making some good progress and getting that. Uh, out there i know that that's a tough line of of work to be in there just getting a 3d printer made and supported oh yes. <laughs> and all that stuff so good on you good on you uh this week on the mtm we yes. want to talk about how do we want to phrase this because we had so many different ways you know c- oh cutting yes. bait you know yeah f- we we talk often about failing and failing fast Mm -hmm. and you know embracing the fact that you know the failing is where the learning is and all of that stuff but we haven't really dove into at some point you're gonna be throwing good after bad just too much and it's so hard when you're pot committed when you're in this hand for so long and you just want it to work and it's Mm -hmm. it's you're not you're not getting there and 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 maintaining that perspective and and uh awareness is so hard right mm-hmm. yes uh, and i know we uh, you know you can probably think of a lot of examples of you know you've made assumptions about hey this is going to be great and it doesn't end up being you know that great yep. and it's hard guys it is so yep. so hard 
to yes. feel like, especially when it's a, it's a timely, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, you're and, and to be able to just like, let that go. Yep. You know, I, I had a tweet earlier in the week where I said, you know, change isn't hard. It's it's actually change is a good thing. That's that's typically what gets us to a better place. It's the letting go that's yep. hard. Yes. And I don't know. Maybe that's not as <laughs> profound as I thought it was in my head. But I mean, when you break it down and think about it, mm-hmm. most of the changes in my life, I will say, like at the time, yeah, it was hard because like I, we as human beings have this tendency to want to stay mm-hmm. the course, what's comfortable for us, right? And so yep. letting go of what we know and the way it's always been and all the excuses we have not to change, right? Yep. Is is really yep. what is distilled down to as, as the difficult part. And that only gets more difficult the more mm-hmm. money you have in it, the more time you have in it, the more the further down that road you go. Yes. Down the road, <laughs> right. And so we don't want to we always try to, you know, be as strategic as possible, put as much thought into it. So we don't get caught up in those scenarios, but it still happens. Yep. Yep. So do you have any good examples that you want to share of, oh, of a time so many, where you feel like you've just been <laughs> just throwing too much good after bad? Yep, yep, yep. You know, that, uh, what is it, the, the gambler's fallacy where, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, I've only gambled away, you know, half of my, you know, life savings. If I just gamble the rest of the half, I'll earn it all back. That's it. That's exactly <laughs> you know? it. I, I call that yep. getting pot committed, right? You're like, I'm in this yep. hand and I'm not letting yep. go. And sometimes you just got to fold. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, so, you know, we've let's let's talk about one of the biggest I'll call it one of our biggest kind of mistakes. Um, so 3D Gloop won a uh, a very kind of prestigious grant uh, back in 2020 um, it, where we were given fifty thousand dollars of non-dilutive funding to go out and build the business further. Um, you know, we're uh, kind of a bootstrap startup uh you know much like you know repcord but um you know aside from getting some grants like you know we haven't raised any money or anything else but you know this was a decent amount given to us and we elected that we were going to take that money and we were going to commit it to to completely revamping the brand and building out a whole new website e-commerce platform um from the ground up you know that that dealt with, you know, helping us ship our products Uh, because, you know, our products are classified as dangerous goods and, uh, you know, there's special rules and regulations we have to follow. Danger based. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So we, we had to, uh, you know, we, we wanted to really invest in, and we see ourselves as an e-commerce brand, a direct consumer brand. So we really wanted to own this. Sure. And uh, so we set out on this adventure to, you know, rebuild, you know, this website from the ground up. And we selected, a, you know, a couple web development companies, paired it all the way down to one specific, and we went and we kept throwing more time and more money. There was delay after delay, right. issue after issue, tens of thousands of dollars, well above and beyond what the grant that we were given um that we oh, just wow. kept putting into this yeah and we were never you know del- going to be delivered anything um ultimately i mean and, how, how is that not feel like fraud i mean i guess in, in a lot yeah. of ways it is well yeah and i don't want to talk too much because you know there's there's some other potential legal things that are sure, going okay. on in the background okay but you know the the issue was we thought you know, so Gloop started 
as a as a literally just a little project that we were just going to test and see is people are people even interested in this does this actually solve a problem in the industry right and to you know at, at the time when we built our initial website and we were you know running you know out the door it, it was fast and dirty and quick. And it was what we could set up with the budget that we had at the time, which was basically nothing. We put all of the work in ourselves. And what we found was, is like, oh yeah, people were interested. How could we take this and, and grow it further? And over the course of several years, you know, the company grew, um, you know, it became a full-time gig for me pretty quick. Uh, you know, things were moving forward. We were climbing up that ladder and, you know, we've always had issues like, oh, you know, I wish our branding or our messaging or whatever was, uh, you know, a little better or this or that. And when we had this opportunity given to us where we could go back and we can, you know, kind of fix that technical debt, if you will. Um, that technical debt. Well, don't love it. But yes. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So we, we took it and we were so committed that that was the issue that we, that was one of the biggest issues we had as a company mm -hmm. when in reality, it really wasn't, it was just an assumption we were making. And it was because right. we were very close to, you know, the whole, the whole issue itself. Um, you know, you're your own worst critic a lot of times oh uh, because you can be so close to the issues at hand and you just beat yourself up constantly. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah. So basically to make this, this long story a little bit shorter, um, uh, unfortunately we had to learn and come to terms that this was never going to work out. This dog wasn't going to hunt. Uh, and we had trained uh, it and trained it and trained it and it wasn't going anywhere. Listen, and let me add a little bit of context guys, because you actually contacted me when you first started this before this project mm -hmm. even started. And you yes. had written out, and I'd, I'd mentioned we've known each other for quite a while yeah. now. And I'd mentioned to you that, like, I, I in a in a former yeah. life, I was a web developer. This is what I did, right? And and mm -hmm. I've been down this road many a time on many a projects on on many six figure plus websites and stuff like that. I mean, at large scale. And yeah. you had provided the best. I'm not kidding. Like the best <laughs> uh, uh, outline uh, of you know this this. I can't even remember. Like I want to say it was like thirty page PDF. It was like forty pages. Yeah. Forty page <laughs> PDF of screen yep. grabs. It was the most detailed scope of work I had ever seen uh, in my fifteen <laughs> years of time. I'm not kidding, and um, I would have killed to have that kind of guidance to quote on as a developer yeah. or as an agency. That never yeah. happens because so much of where the 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 risk as a as a development mm -hmm. agency lies is in a lot of times in the discovery process and in just sure. trying out what a client wants on their website mm -hmm. and you had yeah. spent so much time thinking through that answering these questions you preempted all of this stuff and for it to mm -hmm. still have gone south the way that it did is just so gutting to me because that is just yep. such a gift that you literally handed multiple agencies. And what's weird about it is I, I, I suspect like mm -hmm. many when somebody, when you are, when you provide too much information to people, mm -hmm. they yep. probably felt overwhelmed, didn't read it. And they said, well, we'll figure yep. this out the way we always do. And and that's where that's, the gotcha yep. happened. Right. Because you're like, Hey, you know, the stuff you started to see and we're like, this doesn't include any of the things that I had in my, did you even read the doc? Yeah. 
And yep. I'm guessing no, right? No, yeah. It, it was incredibly frustrating. And, you know, again, I won't go into too much detail because, you know, there's there's some still ongoing stuff. But unfortunately, the hardest part, and it goes to what you just said, was accepting the change. Uh, you know, we just had to learn to just give it up and move on. And we, you know, it was, it was difficult. It was, it sucked because, you know, we're literally walking away from tens of thousands of dollars. Now we did get some things back, um, but the, the amount of time and energy invested that's gone. And, and yeah. that was the hardest time. I think it, besides the money, that was the hardest part. Like money. Yes. It, it sucks to lose money, but it's time because time you can never get back. Money can always be remade, earned, borrowed, right. whatever. Right. You can never get more time. So, and, and that, <laughs> and, and you know what? I was going to say recently, I've had an interesting reframe of that, right? Because we hear that all the time can't get time back. But in this case, like you did invest a lot. So, I'm just going to talk about this specific incident here. Sure. You invested a ton of time in putting this requirements doc together. Okay. Mm -hmm. And yep. while you did not get what you wanted for that immediately, you mm -hmm. did get a lot of value from that whole learning and experience and stuff. So just because we sure. don't monetize it always in the way that we want and sure. It's not like you're not going to go through a website redesign again at some point. So you, you, yeah. I think you will be able to, now, now that's not always the case. I understand that there are times mm -hmm. where it's just, that is a sunk cost. That time is not coming back. We don't do that. We scrap that yep. plan, whatever. Um, yeah. So you're, you're right. You're in it at the moment. You feel like I invested so much time and energy in this and to go down this path. Mm -hmm. Okay. So anyway, continue the story. So what, what ended up happening and where are you now with it? Yeah. So, you know, we, we unfortunately came to that, uh, the conclusion that this was never going to happen and that, you know, we had, we had, at first it was hard. So we started looking for another developer, another agency to start picking up the work where they left off. And, you know, we thought we found another one. We sent out all of those requirements docs. We sent out what we had before. We started getting quotes again. We started basically gating this process. And so gating the process means basically you're, you're providing smaller stepping stones. So you're not right. taking as much of a big risk all at once. Digestible um, chunks. Lots, yeah. Yep. Yeah, lots of checks and balances as well. Smart. And we also still ran into issues with that other one. Yeah. And that other newer developer. And so it just it came back to the, the situation where we're like, OK, well, this is going to suck, but we're just mm -hmm. going to rip the bandaid off and we're just going to move forward. And we decided that there's just there's no solution here. All of the time that we've done into it, all of the you know effort, like, yes, it hasn't necessarily gone to waste, but we didn't get the result that we were planning on. Um, and we just walked away and we just realized that we just need to spend the time that we have ourselves make the website you know like that we have work for a little while longer let's grow a little bit more let's just kind of focus back on the business the what's what's core and what's core is is you know selling glue yeah. uh you know what's core is is developing new products growing the brand um you know which we felt that the website was going to do that but it was possibly just a little misplaced and yes. i think that's the hardest thing is right. again when, deciding when we decided way too late we should have decided a year ago year and a half ago when we first got the inkling that you know hey this wasn't gonna work but right. instead we're like no this is the path this is what we need to do and we kept right. charging forward <laughs> yeah um i mean i i, I 
we've we've talked about this specific scenario a number of times offline, and it it just mm-hmm. pains it pains me given, like I said, how much work I saw that you put into this, and how much I know that that is that how rare that is in this space mm-hmm. to just have that kind of direction to quote up because yeah. it's uh you know web development or a lot of a lot of you know home building whatever the devil is always in the details and you don't get a lot of detail Mm -hmm. when you're first getting started and so when i first got started doing web development i did i fell into the same you know trap that i think a lot of them uh, (laughs) a lot of you know young developers and programmers do where um you know like this agency uh just kind Mm -hmm. of didn't uh allow well didn't communicate well enough which we'll get into sure. in a minute, and um, didn't ask you know smart enough. I didn't know what I wasn't going to know. I didn't know what I was going to run into, ah, and I, mm-hmm. and you get you get wrapped up in in scope creep world because until something is tan- and this is really really significant, I think for makers as well. Think about how many times you uh, have a design in your head and you sketch it out or you you cat mm-hmm. it up even. And then you actually get a prototype made, whether you 3D print it, machine it, cut it out of sure. cardboard, whatever, and you actually hold it in your hand. Mm-hmm. And when it and then once it's tangible and you look at it and you're holding it and you go, This isn't what I thought it was going to be exactly. You know, th- not always, but a lot of the time, mm-hmm. until it is tangible, you don't yep. really have the full perspective of what it is. I'm talking in gross sure. you know, simplification. And it yeah. is so that with web pages and programming a lot of the time, until you can actually start kicking the tires and navigate and getting like you can do as many uh, storyboards as you want and, you know, mm-hmm. sending, um, you know, renders and, and all sorts of stuff. But until it's dynamic and working and stuff like that, like that's when like really the creative juices start flowing with a lot of people. And so I was spending a lot of time with the whole, well, can you just tweak this and just do this and let's flip this and move this here? And so there there wasn't a well-defined scope, you know, sure. of like what exactly. They're like, you know what? We really realize now that we need a whole nother section of the site that does this. We need a form uh-huh. here. We need to, you know, and you did yeah. a great job of laying a lot of that stuff out ahead of time. Most mm-hmm. do not. And so I went from you know, trying to bid a project like at a flat rate, which is what everybody wants, right? Because they need to cap it. Like, I've got 10 grand in a budget. I've got 50 grand in a budget. Whatever the number is. They're going to want to cap that, right? But you, as the the service provider, know full well that it is never like, Mm -hmm. you're never given a list of you achieve, you know, these 10 things and you get $50,000. It's... You achieve these 10 things, and then they realize that they want 10 more, plus you have to go back and modify three, and, you know. Yeah. So you're either having to grossly overbid, knowing that it's just going to get messy once you actually get down the road, or Mm -hmm. you go to a time and materials type thing, which is ultimately, once once you build up a big enough client base and portfolio and stuff like that, I don't flat bid projects. I'm I'm like, here's the hourly rate. And yeah. I will I will change this thing as many times as you want, uh, as yeah. long as you're paying for my time. Um, yeah. And when you're when you're good enough, you find clients at the level where they're they're going to be like, great, that's good, let's do that. They realize they yeah. they want to iterate, they want to just sure. change it until they don't need changes anymore. And the real rub with a website it is it is never done. And it is never done. It is never. <laughs> 
done. So when you're building yeah. a house, you know, there's a blueprint and all that stuff. And eventually you get to a point where it at least looks like the blueprint. You can, you can make a, uh, an analogy with a website, but the truth is, is that it's the content that drives yep. the website and stuff like that. And it's because we want to inject new copy and new imagery and new means of communication constantly that just mm -hmm. makes the whole thing evolve. So if you were constantly going through and painting your house and, you know, tweaking it, you start living sure. in the house, you realize like, I had no sunlight in this room. I want to knock this wall out and put some, you know, uh, windows mm -hmm. in or whatever. That's website, that's web building or that's, you know, and that's a lot of <laughs> software programming and stuff as well. So it's like, uh, that's why there's a V1, a V2, a V3 and stuff. Like we just don't define a website in the same way we do traditional software metrics. But sure. imagine for a moment if Photoshop just went to, it was built and then it only ever existed as V1. Like that doesn't, <laughs> that's not a thing, right? Like one, yeah. there's a lot of opportunity to make more money. And a lot of my best clients, I made most money with like maintaining sites over time far more sure. than I ever did just building a one and done, you know? Sure. So, yeah. so let's bring this back to making world, you know, like, yeah, you know, it was like making websites and stuff before, but like when we talk about getting invested in something and it comes mm -hmm. down a lot of times to that C word, that communication. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the lack thereof, like that's, that's the devil in the details, right? Cause the details aren't being communicated. Mm -hmm. Mike in the chat, never let the machine win. It brings up, you know, it's tough to get clients to communicate vision in their head, uh, into a format that a developer can even understand and interpret to meet their goal. That's a whole different thing, right? Oh yeah. Cause it's almost like we're mm -hmm. not even talking the same, like, like languages. I, I think my bread and butter was often that I, I did a really good job of, of uh, going between the technical, because there was a lot of times I was basically a PM where I'd have programmers working for me that that clients would like. I, they were like, "I'll pay you extra if I don't have to talk to this guy," because it's just like they, they're, it's you know how like a lot of times I'm being stereotypical, yeah. but a lot of times, especially in the programming world and stuff like, there are amazingly talented programmers out yeah. there that have that lack every social grace <laughs> there is <laughs> and and like hey see if they stay in their lane and they code and uh, code monkey you code and i'll talk to the client and stuff so being able to be that go-between you know i'd always yep. say there were there were far more elegant programmers out there than than me but because i had the the communication the client skills and stuff like that sure that, that's where my bread and butter was but um you know talk for a minute about communication and mm -hmm. and and planning i would say those sure. two things right yeah. so that we we those are the things those are the tools we try to use to f avoid falling into the trap mm -hmm. of yep. yep of continually throwing good after bad right or you know yes absolutely so you know it, it's it's one of those it's one of those funny things because uh you know as you as you mentioned you know i i had developed this 40 page document trying to clearly communicate our vision, our goals, our requirements. Um, and, you know, we had spent so much time in developing this out and trying to build it into something that could be, you know, even built. Uh, and, and what we failed to actually communicate uh, it was internally with ourselves. What was the problem that we were trying to solve? How was it going to impact our business? Mm -hmm. Which direction we were going overall? We had some general ideas, general concepts. And it was, again, kind of like I, I attribute this kind of to scope creep. You know, we had worked on that document for months. 
Yeah. And it was every time where we're like, oh, well, wouldn't it be nice to do this? Wouldn't it be nice to do this? And we built it up and we, we said, okay, this is how it's going to connect. Or these are the things that we want. These are the things that we don't want. Um, and, and we we got kind of, you know, we put the blinders on where we started focusing on this was the path that we had to walk down to be successful. Mm-hmm. And instead, we should have taken a step back, gone up the mountainside, the hillside, and taken a look down at the direction we were going and see that we were heading out into the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. where, you know, town was, you know, the other direction. Um, you know, and... <laughs> into the hinterlands, it's, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's... There's no real good answer. But I would say that if you if you don't have someone to communicate with on on your your goals try and just take a step back and reflect on different directions that you're heading um like to avoid this trap of again becoming pot committed or the gambler's fallacy mm-hmm. uh you know and and ask yourself what is your end goal and how can you accomplish it in other ways really challenge yourself to basically pick apart all of these issues that you're you're saying that you're trying to solve by going down this direction and see if you can solve them in other ways um good point good advice yeah Yeah. (laughs) it was had we had we realized it a little sooner had we actually sat down and said wait a second you know we had you know or put up some i guess barriers if we cross this threshold of you know three months and we still haven't Mm -hmm. got a deliverable or or whatever it might have been uh you know i think we could have made better you know decisions and and determined that hey we need to cut bait. It's it's time. You know, it, it doesn't make sense to keep down this path. But we didn't because we were so focused on this is the solution. We didn't stop to ask ourselves, could we get it through another way? Um, you know, you know, this is a this is a really interesting challenge because as an e-commerce, as a direct to consumer business, like the website is the mm-hmm. face. Right. And and we yep. look at it and I'm the same way. It's like I hate my website. It's fine. It does mm-hmm. its thing and all that stuff. But but I know what it could be and what I want it to be and all that stuff. And so the battle of minimal, minimum viable product with that and w- what I want to convey and present as a company uh, are, mm-hmm. are constantly at odds. But uh, nobody would fault you for wanting to invest in like, hey, this is where the rubber meets the road. You know, this is my yeah. storefront, right? Like, yeah, it's it's like to us, it's like if you were to walk into a brick and mortar store and just see you know crap all over the floor and you know all this <laughs> yes. stuff like this, it's just like that's what it feels like to us because we're in mm-hmm. there. It doesn't necessarily look that way to everybody, right? It's fine. Sure. It's clean. It conveys the message. Yes, it'd be nice if we had some other things. Yes, it'd be nice if the back end made our stuff. And there's that's the other thing is that. There's the elements of the 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 website that make mm-hmm. you more efficient and more your process yep. and your production and stuff more efficient. And that's a separate, you know, we talk yes. about that as front end and back end. It's like front of shop, back mm-hmm. of shop, right? So the front end yep. of the website is that which the general public sees and interacts with. The back end is the database, is the, you know, yep. all the little gears and stuff that keep it turning so if you've ever heard that term before and there are developers that focus solely on each of those things right the front end developer the back end developer you get the dev and then you got the devops people that are just keeping the servers running that like yep push all this stuff out and they all kind of have to work together it's uh it's an interesting you know interesting mess but to go back to you know what you're Mm -hmm. talking about i would say nobody would blame you for wanting to invest in putting your best foot forward there the yeah. challenge as a bootstrapped startup is, well, finances are, are limited. Time is limited. Energy mm-hmm. is limited. So 
you know, strategically we're looking at this and like with the money that we have, are we best off investing in, in this? And and you might answer this question in hindsight completely differently, yep. right? Because you've seen oh, yeah. like the sales, like how much, what is the return on investment too on yep. that? Right. Cause we make assumptions yep. that if I, if I spruce this thing up, my sales are going to double. Yep. Yeah. And how long is it going to take me to pay off all that website work? I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, to to Chris's uh, CRS1's point here, you know, uh, I mean, he's he's calling out something like this is where we failed. You know, the 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 only difference between doing science and screwing around is writing things down. And we didn't write things down in in tracking and understanding where we were going and how we were ending up here. We didn't right. keep waypoints. We didn't right. set waypoints of, oh, well, you know, it, it, this month they did this and this month they did this. We just, we were just remembering in our heads and it's like, oh, well, you know, it's a feel good sort of thing or, oh, it's, yeah. you know, we, we feel like we're, we're on a better path now. We feel like things are going, we were paying attention to the emotion, not to the actual facts. Mm. And that's what happens in gambler's fallacies. You pay attention to the emotion not the actual facts. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's exactly it. Start looking at how you can write things down, how you can document things. Um, you brought up a great point. Uh, I think it was last the last episode where, you know, you're documenting even the little wins or the little things that you get done in the day so that you can look back okay, and say, oh, this is that. all of the stuff I accomplished. I don't remember. You know? Yeah, it's for no... It, Another reason yeah. that I've got CRS as well, uh, and I can't remember <laughs> stuff at all. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, documenting that is is key. The the other interesting, I mean, we could do a whole sesh on um, <laughs> on on managing vendors and and oh. and what that because uh, when you're looking at some of the some of the biggest fails on in my business have been around assumptions in working with other companies or people. And, mm -hmm. and it's enough to make you old and jaded <laughs> um, for sure, because, you know, you, you want to assume that everybody is going to work with your, you know, work ethic and, mm -hmm. and make, yeah. you know, the assumptions that you're going to make. And it's, that's just never the case, <laughs> but it's also why it's so valuable that when you do find people that are good communicators and reliable and do what they say or own it when they don't, that is worth mm -hmm a million bucks. Right. And so identifying mm -hmm. that early in that relationship, whether it's sure. with a, an employee or with a vendor and stuff like that, because your most expensive mistakes, your biggest pot committed errors, in mm -hmm. my opinion, are going to be tied to those types of things. The, cause human, the sure. human factor is always yeah. the X factor in this, right? Like they're, <laughs> the, the, yep. the humans are an imperfect machine. We're emotional. We're unreliable. Yes. You know, even, even the best of us are unreliable yeah. a lot of times and stuff like that. So, yeah. so for me, and you talked about this earlier, you called it gating, right? Where you, mm -hmm. you, you said like, look, we made the mistake of just like barfing out the entire scope of work and thought like, this is yep. great. It's documented. And they'll just read through it and they'll do exactly what they they're supposed to do. And it's got to be great. Oh my God. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's almost worse sometimes with that because it's overwhelming mm -hmm. and it's just like, ah, we'll figure yeah. it out as we go. And, and that's a, that's a thing. Like if you, if you recognize mm -hmm. that that's happening early on, you got to put the kind, especially if you're working with an agency, mm -hmm. Uh, I hate agencies. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> They're a grossly inefficient machine um, yes. that don't do any better and oftentimes worse than just like finding good, you know, but, but 
you know, mm-hmm. a lot of us don't know how to project manage, you know, uh, yep. uh, programmers and stuff like that. So I understand why they exist yeah. and why people want to go down that route. But uh, gating, okay, so yep. so it, this is this is great, and I think a lot of you can think about how can I tie this back to my business. I look mm-hmm. at it as like you give a little leash. You start off, you define the box in which yep. this company or person is going to be working. Yep. You give them very mm-hmm. specific task oriented stuff. We do not di- you do not go out of this box and you see how they do with that, right? Every it's just yep. test. You're just testing them every step along the mm-hmm. way, every new relationship. And I'm not saying you have to be a jerk about it, but literally sure. like spend the time to define the mm-hmm. the gate, the small box. Okay. Yep. And then when they prove they can handle that, then you give them a little more leash. You you make yep. the box a little bit bigger. You make it a little bit bigger. And if they if they can't perform, if they don't, then that's good. And then you've got it. You've got them contained in the box. And then you just throw the box out with them in it, just like that. Yep. Right? <laughs> yep. But, <laughs> that's uh, exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> They're already in the box. They're already in a box. Nice yeah. of it. And you just ch- chuck it in the bin. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you guys, I think you know. Tell me in the chat how this resonates with you, and think about like even if it's just you, how do I how do I only allow myself this much space like that's folk we mm-hmm. call that focus on our own mm-hmm. space you know and that's a yeah again a whole nother thing that's a whole nother thing right? yes. to get <laughs> us to, to stay within a box and, and and prove out that you can promote but that's what you're doing that's the whole mm-hmm. process of making how do you eat the elephant you do it one bite at a time and you have to invest in finding those bites and yep and trying to define it and log it like you said keep track of it and keep track of what you're, and even if you're starting to do things that you didn't have on your list, make sure you're logging that too, just so you have a sense of, yeah. of what you're doing. But I don't know. What do you, what do you think of that analogy or? No, that's, <laughs> that's, that that's exactly it. And, and, you know, you, you make an excellent point where, you know, focus is essentially your bounding box. And I think that that is so important to understand your focus and your bounding box to make for sure that you yourself don't venture out too far. And again, you start engaging in this, this gambler gambler's fallacy or this production fallacy or becoming pot committed to a specific idea because you're out of your depth or you're out of your focus. Um, You know, and you just keep throwing good after bad in the hopes that, Hey, this is going to work. But in reality, you haven't, you haven't unlocked that level. You haven't you haven't matured enough, I, I, I guess, essentially right. to to understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, it's lessons learned, hard lessons learned. And, right. you know, now I think I feel like, you know, we've we've made some changes internally and I think that we're on a better path. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, there, there are always little things that still happen like this. And another, another great example, and this, I think really is going to relate to some of the makers here. Um, you know, for our product packaging, uh, we have been spending so much resources and time on developing what we call retail packaging so that gloop can be available in retail locations. We have a retail location literally waiting for our products. It's on us to get it done. And we, you know, did what any company company should do when you're building out something new and, and whatnot. Like you're you're trying to offload some resources. You're trying to make for sure like you're, you can get volume in. Mm-hmm. We went and looked for manufacturing partners to help us with some of this stuff. Sure. And we 
you know, selected a few, we, you know, got the quotes, we started, you know, working on developing things, developing those relationships further. And then it comes back, hey, we're not, we're no longer interested in this sort of stuff. Um, the volume isn't there, or, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not what we want to do. Or they would send you quotes, you know, that are drastically, ridiculously high. And, you know, it, we it kept running into issue after issue after issue. And mm. what we finally realized was, is, is um, that it, since it is so critical, essentially, to our ability to actually sell our product, uh, it just actually made sense to just go back and try and find a more creative solution instead yeah. of going down this path that we thought saying, Oh, Hey, if you know, we, we go this, this route, you know, we're going to do what companies do all the time. We're going to be a company, you know, we're not going to be a, you know, a startup. We're going to mm -hmm. go and, and do mm -hmm. this. We, we lost the root of being creative, trying to figure out these creative solutions, figuring out, Oh, Hey, there's another way of doing this. And that's fascinating. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're totally right. And I think I I've fallen into that as you, as we grow as a company, mm -hmm. we realize how precious our time is. And I think, so we, we oftentimes assume like, you know what, let's just find a way to offload this to another company mm -hmm. and I will create spec and get it out there. But then you miss the experience of, so yes. in this case with your packaging, you know, mm -hmm. you actually started with a company like prototyping this or did you mm -hmm. did you make the mock up and then did you. So we you made the mock up okay. and Go yeah, ahead. so we made the mock up. But then then we were like, hey, you know, could you do this for us? And we found a company that was like, oh, yeah, you know, like we could probably do that for you. And so we started down this path and then it was like, OK, well, great. And then once it finally got to like the quoting time where it's like, OK, we're ready to actually purchase Oh yeah, it's gonna be like two dollars and fifty cents per piece when it you know we were expecting it to be like 10, 15 cents. And they're like, Well, yeah, we're just not interested in doing this project for that right, quantity. Right. And we're like, okay, well, crap, what do we do? So we try and find someone else. We try and find someone else. Pause a second. And where where sure. do you think that disconnect came from in terms of what your expectation of the price? Like, did they originally quote you that? Or did you like just you're like, so, oh, materials, why you just a bad assumption on your part? It was a little bit of both. It was a okay. bit of a bad assumption on our part, but I think it was also where they got you know, potentially they got bigger projects, but you know, again, these companies, they want to make, you know, they're in business to make money and they, you know, don't know how long, how many that we're going to order that sort of stuff. And, you know, the, these, this, I'll, I'll go ahead and kind of explain these, these parts that we're getting are thermal formed inserts. They're okay. just little thin pieces of plastic, you know, starts on a sheet, you get it hot, you pull it down on a vacuum or pressure and you mm. form these shapes. And okay. it's, you know, very common. We could go kind of overseas potentially. And, and we even like went out that far and trying to find an overseas manufacturer to do this. We found a bunch in the U.S. and we communicated with all of them. But what it came down to is it's like for low volume and low volume being less than 100,000 pieces. Yeah. Most of the time they don't spend the time to make the jigs to cut out the pieces that you want. Right. So they're hand cut or whatever, you know, or, you know, they'll throw it on a CNC router, but it takes a long time. Right. And, and so, you know, they just they make a bunch of money on this. And so I think that that was the big disconnect where, okay. you know, some of the objectives weren't clearly defined in the beginning. Okay. Because, again, we were like, oh, well, we just need to find someone to go and do this. Right. And then when we actually did the math and figured it out, it is significantly cheaper 
for us to go out and hire an employee or, you know, an actual employee or someone to go out and actually use, you know, a, a vacuum forming machine that, you know, we have access to right. and, and cut these out. Right. And, it, you know, it, it was one of those stupid, simple things where it's like, well, we can invest a little bit of time in actually making the molds and forming it and it just reliably cutting it. And, mm. and it started working really quickly. We're yeah. like, this was silly. Why did we even go down this path? And what we found was the cycle time is it's stupid low. Like you can be incredibly efficient. This is something that a maker could actually do and make all of this packaging. We're like, this feels backwards because it was like, I've been being preached to all this time. Like, well, you need to grow. You need to learn how to outsource some of this stuff. You need to learn to do this. When in actually some of these things that, that are so stupid, simple, that can make an impact on your bottom line. So, you know, the amount of money that you're spending on the packaging material or whatever, mm -hmm. and as well, get it done quicker. It just, right. sometimes it makes more sense. And it was, I lost this creative aspect when I was thinking like, how do I become a company? How do I make for sure that I'm not, you know, like doing all of this work myself? Right. There, How there do has I to you be know... a name for this phenomenon? Because I've fallen into this pit a number of times where mm -hmm. I feel the same as you, where it's like, well, I'm a big I'm I'm a growing company and we're bigger now than you know having somebody in their garage just go and mm -hmm. make, you know, five hundred widgets for us. Like we should be able to go to a event which is kind of a dumb thing to say because like mm -hmm. at the end of the day you, you there is no wrong way to go about it. And in a lot mm -hmm. of times, like you said, when you stay closer to the process, you get to a better place when you keep your hands a little bit more on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. At least until you reach some degree of maturity. Packaging is a fantastic example of that because mm -hmm. the assumptions that you make when you get started and then over time as you go to volume and as you scale and realize like what's needed, what's not needed, you're going to reconfigure things. And that becomes incredibly costly to reduce. So if you had started down this road, Let's mm -hmm. let's just say for for in your thing because you're you're just getting there now, and yeah. you you had the ten thousand made that was the minimum order quantity that this vendor wanted, and you realized you know what, I really think it'd be better if we made it this much thicker because then we can do you know X Y Z with mm -hmm. it or whatever. Yeah. Um, you you now you've become pot committed basically to a process where it's less it's not as ideal, right? Sure. And so yeah. so one of the advantages we have as makers is like leaning into the iterating and the make. That was another tweet I had earlier in the mm -hmm. week where I said, hey, and this is flippant, guys. Like, I think a lot of people kind of miss the point when I say, hey, less thinking, more iterating. What I mean mm -hmm. by that is not that you shouldn't think <laughs> about what mm -hmm. you're doing. Yes. <laughs> it, it's, it's that the iterating will drive the thought process in a much better fashion for you as you're, as you're going, mm -hmm. if you're not like somebody who is a JF was saying, if you're not, you don't have Lockheed or Boeing money to just throw at the problem and, and brute mm -hmm. force it. That's what I call it. Like just, yeah. you know, we will go immediately to scale and, and they'll just absorb the, the, yeah. the cost of that, which is not better mm -hmm. a lot of the time. So it's I not. love hearing mm -hmm. The, the other problem is, is you, you got caught in what I call the volume pit or the, the mm -hmm. scale pit. There is a massive gap, guys, uh, gang, just mm -hmm. gender neutral, yeah. uh, between um, where, you know, where you want to be ultimately and where you're going to get actually like the best pricing for stuff, right? In that, mm -hmm. that until you can, let's, let's talk about your inserts for a second. 
until yeah. you can probably get to like a quantity of let's just say 20 to 50,000 or something like that or mm-hmm. 100,000 I don't know what that number is but it's, yeah. there is a number by which you're mm-hmm. going to get a lot more competition for your business right because yep. that's a juicy opportunity for that company right to invest yeah. in but but yep. there's there's also massive opportunity for business ventures and stuff like that working in the, and that's why I think 3D printing is so exciting right now working in that small batch space Right. Yeah. So we we think of this with injection molding a lot of the time, right? The gap yes. where injection molding becomes viable has has been delayed mm-hmm. by the fact that there we now have alternate methods to produce maybe not quite as good as a mold, but better in a lot of ways because we can continuously improve along the way and we can mm-hmm. you know do all that stuff and and we don't have to have a minimum order quantity of twenty thousand, fifty thousand. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really hard as a bootstrap company. Cause it's like, you want to be, you want to be at that quantity yes. where you can be paying five mm-hmm. cents, 10 cents a piece, but to get there, mm-hmm. you yes. have to spend a quarter million dollars a lot of the time or, yep. or, or more. Yep. Right. And you can't, yep. and to go from, you know, spending a thousand dollars a month, just paying a maker in a maker space to make these things for you to 200. That's a massive gap, right? That's a huge, mm-hmm. that's a huge pit. That's an opportunity pit too. Like I said, if you mm-hmm. can find a solution for, for companies that have, that are trying to exist in that, in that space, mm-hmm. that small business space, small to medium yep. business space, you know, that's a big yeah. opportunity. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's interesting because when, when I, like we had spent literally almost a year on this packaging and in the past week and a half, we have made more progress than we've made in that entire year. And it, I'm I, I like, I, I just, I learned, I'm like, I'm kicking myself because, you know, we spent, I fell into this trap of becoming committed. Like I need to be a company. I need to outsource this stuff. I need to focus on what I do. I became too focused right. on, long things and i kept throwing good after bad after you know again and again and again trying to get this thing to go when all i had to do was just take a step back think for a minute and say wait a second there's potentially another solution here and then when i started down that route i found that that solution just made more sense it 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 was clearly the better the better way to go but i didn't know that at the time (laughs) right so we have a caller on the line. Uh, James, you're with us. How you doing this morning? Welcome to Maker That Money with Andrew and Pete. Oh, wow. That was fun. It was like a Baba We got a Baba Booey. <laughs> Somebody just made a bunch of noise right. and then, then hung up. <laughs> I guess that's the dangers of uh, of, of going, uh, going live uh, and, and accepting <laughs> callers and stuff. I don't know if you even heard it. I just heard like a giant elephant noise and then and then uh, that was it. Uh, yeah. that's fun. <laughs> well, to ca- to carry to carry on with your you, you know with the, with the, the conversation of the throwing good after bad and all that stuff. Like we said, we <clears throat> what 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 is the teaching here? What is what have we learned? Like it's is it maybe don't go so quickly to trying to to scale or you know identify those those potential points where mm-hmm. where that's gonna where that's gonna get you yeah so so i think it i think it really comes back to you know for there, there's there's a couple different lessons here for one 
the the issue like let's let's look at uh specifically with our packaging um uh, you know learning again to ask what is the problem that you're trying to solve take a step back and and go back to again kind of sometimes your maker roots like how can you be creative how can you come up and solve this problem in other ways um yeah you know and, and and i think that that's really important but also at the same time learn to keep track of where you've been um you know do some science here write some things down keep track of you know add some waypoints and and this way you can turn back to those waypoints and you can say well hey i've become pot committed on this because my actions are showing that i keep doing this thing and it's not working so i've got to change something in order to potentially get a different result um you know and 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 kind of you know go back to to you know the basics if you will yeah um, you know i think in both cases you know i failed to do that and and it, it i'm i'm learning i'm getting better at it but you know it's so frustrating to 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 look back and say well you know had i just done this or had i actually just taken some notes or had i actually just taken some time to think you know right. well that's that's <laughs> all the luxury of hindsight obviously um so mm-hmm. you know we talk about like okay how do we <laughs> how do we give ourselves that? I mean, it's it's so much easier said than done. Like, oh, let's take let's take a step back and have some perspective. Like, yeah, of course, we we all wish that we could do that. But when you're in it, you know, you're just like, oh no, this is just me, you know, going along. And yeah, we're gonna have our like snags and stuff like that. But you know, defining the box, setting some key performance indicators, you know, writing contracts. As much as I I hate to say it, like. You know, a lot of times I think we get involved in the community and we want to help other mm-hmm. people out. And we're like, um, you know, I've fallen into this trap before. It's like, oh, you know, why don't you come on? You can help me with X, Y, Z. And then when that person fails to perform, you feel mm-hmm. like you've got a tough conversation in front of yeah. you instead of just defining very clearly, like, what happens if this doesn't, you know, go forward. And, and we don't want to oftentimes muck up like these personal connections with legalese, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, this is your, this is your living. Now you have to protect yourself. And I, I think there's reasonable ways to do it where it's just like, Hey, this is just to be fair to, to everybody. It's very clear. You fall out of bounds and you know, we're just, we'll go our separate ways and that's, that's fine. Um, yep. you know, feedback in the, we got a JF in the chat says, you know, reaching out to others for feedback is, mm-hmm. is trying to get those outside perspectives and stuff like that. And then, uh, Grant countered with, well, yeah, but how do you know you can even trust that person's feedback? Sure. You know, trust is a tough, it's a tricky fish. Um, certainly mm-hmm. I don't think that you necessarily have to take feedback that's given you, yeah, you know, to you with gospel, you know, as gospel. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah, you, know, you can certainly get that feedback and you can be like, okay, thank you. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to act on it. And, yep. and, um, I think having mentors and being parts of community, I mean, this is where the value of that lies. Like we, we ping mm-hmm. each other all the time. I'm like, Hey man, this happened oh, to me yes. today. Like, what do you think? And then oftentimes mm-hmm. I'll get to a better headspace just by talking through it with somebody that I, I trust as, Hey, mm-hmm. this is another business owner and, and has the perspective. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, it's, it's finding people that are in your like-minded space, like that you're going to, yep. you're going to value their opinion the most, but again, you know, cast a wide net sometimes mm-hmm. spend some time to think on it. Just have some self-awareness too. that. you Hey, maybe I am getting caught in up, up in this. Sure. Easiest way is to look at how much money you've spent or how much time you've spent, which is why I say it's important to log 
you know, what you're doing, even when you're, it's not initially on your list so that you can maintain that perspective of, whoa, I've actually been burning a lot of hours on this. Um, Are we getting anywhere? You know? Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. And and it doesn't do you any good unless you stop and reflect on it too. So, you know, we mm-hmm. I, I I am completely imperfect in this. Like to the the whole hey, slow down, stop, reflect. Are we going down the right path? You know, that's uh that's a tough one. Um and now Andrew has uh fallen out of the feed. <laughs> wow, it's been a it's been a uh it's been a day of fun technical technical issues here um well uh we'll see if he comes back oh look at that he just showed back up again thank goodness i, I, think, was either, I think i'm back we were <laughs> either gonna wrap early or we were gonna give it you know we're just gonna give you a couple i think minutes, i lost i think i, I lost internet questions. something something froze <laughs> that, was oh, technology. Fast, that was a fast fleeting internet dump but yeah this is these are the joys of technology um <laughs> man we could go on on this subject i think for quite some time. And I didn't even really get into a lot of, uh, you know, the, the examples of this in, in our business, but I think if we all step back and think about it, you know, hindsight's always 2020, it's easy to look Mm -hmm. at it and be like, man, I should have done that differently. Um, you know, my, my big piece of advice, like we, we've been talking about, okay, here's how you can maintain some perspective. Here's some tools maybe to help fight it. But you know, the mental health aspect of don't beat yourself up so much about it and also value the lesson. Like there is, Mm -hmm. there is no such thing as perfect form in any of this. There is, it is a very messy, very imperfect thing. And, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of times it can cost you a lot of time and money and energy. And it is a really, really hard thing to not get down on yourself about. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, as I always say, a lot of times it's like, you know what, you're going to have bad days, get to the next day and and yeah sleep on it get to the next week get get just keep moving forward you'll figure you know you've got to mm-hmm. you know figure it out the that is one of the piece the pieces that i'd like to end on because i think we we have jammed down our throat all the time mm-hmm. keep putting one foot in front of the other keep on mucking yes. forward and that is oftentimes what leads us to this trap to begin with right because we're like That's well i exactly can't give it. up and i've had moments mm-hmm. where i'm like i'm gonna go down with this ship uh, mm-hmm. if, if, if it's the, if this is the last thing I do, if I need to prove, like, we feel like we've got something to prove to people. We feel like we need, you know, maybe we have investors or whatever that we need to pay back and stuff like that. We're not yep. saying that you're giving up, right? Because you, there's any mm-hmm. steps along the way where you can, you know, make an argument mm-hmm. for just because you're backing yeah. away from a specific decision, does not mean you're mm-hmm. giving up, right? It's a it's a it's yeah. a, a pivot. There was I can't remember yeah. who it was that tweeted out yesterday, I think, you know, I've got a lot of respect for people that have started a business and failed. And mm-hmm. I would, like I said, like just to reframe that because I, I don't think a lot of entrepreneurs really think about like that was a failed business. Yes, there are times where there is a clear delineation that the business failed. But a lot of times mm-hmm. it becomes a a a pivot, right? It's a you know mm-hmm. what? We just kind of moved on to doing something else and we rebrand it. Like you're, you're never really, I, I don't know a lot of people that are truly entrepreneurs that are just straight giving up and then never do anything yep. ever again. Yep. You know, the main mindset, we, we have that term serial entrepreneur for a reason. They, they pivot. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And it's, it's just, you're just moving between things. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so 
I don't know. What do you think? How do you how do you weigh that difference between like keep marching forward, keep trying, mm-hmm. and not yes. keep marching to the point where you're gonna fall into a pit again? Yeah. So I think it I think it comes back to um learning as you were saying, um learning to not, you know, kind of I guess beat yourself up and and understand that failure is okay. Uh, so many times we we always we're, we're we're scared of failing as a you know as an entrepreneur you know failing sucks but in a lot of cases it's that's what provides the lesson and sometimes cutting bait and you need to realize it's the best option for you yeah. um, you know yes it might suck but at the end of the day it's going to end up helping you um, and and so. I think for, for me as a, you know, just on a personal note, like is learning to accept that failure a little, you know, a little better than, than how I have in the past and, and just move on to the next thing understands like, okay, Hey, this didn't work. Let's go back. Let's be creative. Let's try and figure out another way, another solution. Right. Um, so, so, so we've got another caller on hold, but now I feel like I've been burned once. So now the yeah. question is, do we fall into our own trap here of, of potentially, <laughs> you know, it's bait? like, yeah. Or do we cut bait? I think, is it a fool me twice situation? Do we need to get a fool twice? So we try bringing them on to see what happens. What's the worst that could happen, right? Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? Eh? All right, we've got a JF now. Let's see if we actually get, they are unmuted and with us. Can you hear us? JF. I can. Can you hear me? We can, and it sounds yes, like okay, a yeah. normal nope, I human. I don't have any uh, crazy <laughs> scream sounds. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've been listening uh, to your conversation, and uh, yeah, sometimes it's like, when do you, what do you, when do you, when do you call it quits? When do you call that a failure, though? Right. And and like, because it is it and and it, it's taking a step back and then re like looking at what it is that you're considering potentially a failure and then being like, let me approach that again. Have you really failed if you're still working on it, but now just on a different angle? Sure. Mm, like, I, I would, you know, if you I want to think about no. it that way, right? I would I mean, say no, but it, it just, I think right. that a lot of that depends on who you are and what your mentality is and stuff like fail. Fail is only, I guess how you, you define it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, yeah it's it is how you define it. It could be a blocker, right? It's like, okay, but failure it, to me, defining a failure is truly putting something down mm-hmm. and then walking away from it for good and saying, you know what, mm, yeah. that's just not going to be a thing. And at but that it, point, is it know, is it like, like the website? Is it ever really, really done? Like, because like you will sure. still keep that no. with you. You will still use that. Like, even though it yeah. seems like you you've defined that, point, mm-hmm. I, I would say that. You know, you, there's always something there to learn from, some value, something that you're going to use later in your life. But I, I hear, sure. what, I hear what you're saying. It's a, it's an interesting balancing act. I don't know, because you can, because yeah. like on a website particularly, it's like it's all framing. But it, it's mm-hmm. like okay, so if the website's not good enough, is it? Are you failing at your website, or is it just not good enough right now? That's it. Or yeah. and it's that's like it. that's exactly it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like. And those those the words matter, right? Like the way our psychology of our brain, like those words matter because then that puts you in a certain mindset, right? Like, oh, no, I'm failing. Oh no, like, or if you're like, oh, I got a problem, and you're gonna dig into it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, for me, 
uh, particularly, so I, I bought this uh, this CR30. I, I have a part that I needed to have made, and I haven't been able to get that thing to work. Okay, I've got all your goodies on it. I, I got see what's happening it. here. Okay, yeah, that's, this is what this support. call is about. That's right. That's right. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm done. So this is one of those things. It's like, well, so I, I put it in the chat. I've been I've been grinding on this thing for weeks, and I hadn't been making parts, right? So I've got I've got my stuff out of stock. I'm like trying to get this thing working. Yeah. And I'm like, at the end of the day, there's, it's like, am I a hot, am I jumping back into being a hobbyist and just tinkering with a machine or do I need to get product right out? Yeah. So I went ahead mm. and I switched gears, put, put the thing down, ordered another printer and I'm going to get that ball rolling and then I'll get back to this printer. Yep. Um, My God, do I feel you know, this? You know, I can't yeah. have to pivot. I, I can't begin to tell you how many hours I have on that CR30 platform with the exact same thing that you're talking about, where it's like I don't have time and I've paused and then we be, be, like that's that's kind of why on our website for the he's talking about a, a belt 3D printer for those that don't know, uh, which is mm -hmm. kind of a new piece of tech where you're basically printing on a conveyor belt, which industrially potentially has a lot of you know. Uh, amazing potential to it to just work endlessly nonstop and all that yep. stuff. But it is still a hobbyist. It's born of a hobbyist grade company and mm -hmm. machine. And it is, it's got a number of things with it, but the, it's part of the reason <laughs> that we kind of like, you see the, like we had this kit and then we added this kit because you're literally experiencing my iterating and adding and experimenting over time like i didn't just release like here's all the upgrades you need and then you're going to be perfect because <laughs> mm -hmm. well one it's it's very much a there's a right tool for the right job for the right part and yep. mm -hmm. there are certainly parts that are way 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 better suited to be run on belt printing than others and so mm -hmm. i think that we as makers oftentimes look at like how can i automate and this seems like mm -hmm. some low-hanging mm -hmm. fruit Right. This is that great. Was exactly the idea. This is yeah. like, hey, I can do this. I could be out all day. I can be knocking out some stuff, mm -hmm. and I don't mm -hmm. have to think about it. it. Doesn't really work that way, though. Then it's like, okay, this kind of threw off that idea. Let me move on. And 99% of this has to do with belt adhesion. It has nothing. Your parts are probably the only reason I got as far as I did. But it was just, <laughs> I'm serious. Because yeah. at the end of the day, the print quality looked amazing. If I can get it to stick. Right. But I know that that's not what this conversation is about, but like, just <laughs> as a side note, that was just like one of the big things. It's like, hey, you know, yeah. but he, uh, he's, you're, you're getting into something we've been talking offline about. We've been talking yeah. about doing some belt school and some uh, and we've got some other uh, adhesion uh, product. We've a whole nother belt we've been trying to work on getting right. launched to yeah. you know address these things. But it's it's these things take obviously a lot longer than sure. we think. Yeah. But th this is a great example, and I appreciate your your call in and your perspective on this. And uh, feel free to hit me up offline if you want to want to chat a little bit more. I might have some ideas for you at least to get going. Uh, but I, sure. I I appreciate. Let me just tell you this really quick before you go. I appreciate that you're putting the work in because I can't yeah. tell you how many. People seem to have this mindset that like, oh, as soon as I put all these things on there, all my problems are going to be solved. No, that's oh, not yeah, that's not yeah. how this works at all. Guys. <laughs> right, right, right. No, definitely. Yeah. No, I know. And, and so but but again, it's just like the failure thing. It's like, well, did I did I fail getting the CR 30 to work? Nah, I just got to get back to it. Right. You know what I mean? I'll get back to it. That's a great it's it's, it's mm -hmm. failure is is really only defined by time in, in a lot mm -hmm. of right. Like right. Like because yeah. we have this line to work on 
like like you said, if as long as you just kind of you and, and a lot of times it's a great strategy. Just put it down for a little bit and come back to it, and and just new things will uh, come mm-hmm. from that. So anyway, Jet, sure. thank you so much for a call. Appreciate your perspective. Yep. It's always good to have no somebody else to yes. chat with. Enjoy thank your you day, my friend. We'll do. You too. All right. Thanks, take guys. care. Bye. Um, good guy. Good guy. Uh, yeah. No, and I, I, I appreciate it. He's, for those that aren't aware, he's referring to some uh, tools that we use uh, in a lot of our production. And um, uh, that, that printer is, a, is like one of the coolest and most terrible things to ever happen to me, uh, <laughs> honestly, uh, for, for a number of reasons. But it, I think that at the end, it's making me a better uh, maker and business owner and stuff like that because I think it's helping me refine um, you know, how we do things and how we keep perspective on stuff. But, mm-hmm. but that his, his point about like looking at failure on a timeline and, and really like, I guess the true term of fail would be like the, you, you, you fail and then you die. Mm-hmm. Like, and then there's no yep. time left. And then that's, that's mm-hmm. it. But other that's than it. that, it can just, you're just tucking in a box. And sometimes I don't know if you've had things, but I feel like I've got had projects that I've tucked away for oh. years sometimes you know, absolutely fixing my house where I get so frustrated putting in trim or whatever. I'm like, eh, and then I come back yep. to it and I have a completely different method. And yep. So absolutely. Was it a fail? No, it was just, you know, hibernating. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, f- you know, f- there's no failure. There was just hibernating ideas. Is, is, that's hibernating. I, wanna, yeah, I, I hibernating say re- reassign your objectives, right? <laughs> it's the reassigning of the objectives. Framing, <laughs> reassigning. Yeah, man. Great convo. Yeah. Guys, thank you for uh, uh, the chat. Everybody that's been with us yes. in the chat. We had a another good, solid 60. Uh, a little bit over this time, but uh, it's yeah. always good talking to you guys. We wish you, as always, a fantastic weekend, and we look forward to chatting more on another a fun and exciting topic next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific here on Maker That Money. If you haven't done so yet, please like, subscribe, ring the bell, do all those things, tweet at us, ideas. We love hearing from you. We do. Mm-hmm. We do. Yes. Please reach out. Uh, until then, Andrew? Yeah. Love you, man. Keep Love on, you too, keep dude. on, keep on, uh, <laughs> keep on tacking up those wins. Okay. And, do- and write yeah, them down let's do it. for science. <laughs> yeah. We'll I got to do more the- science. <laughs> more, more si- just keep sciencing guys. Just keep sciencing. Yep. All yep. right. Till awesome. then we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. See ya.